0: Hello world, I'm Jared Cunningham and this is the Freelance Forum, a series of podcasts aiming to provide up-to-date information on new developments, training and insights for freelance journalists in Ireland. The forum is held twice a year and has been possible by support of the National Union of Journalists and the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. But because of COVID restrictions, we've moved online and become, for the moment, a series of podcasts. If you're a journalist, welcome aboard, and in many cases, welcome back. If you're not a journalist, you're just as welcome, and we hope you, too, will find something of use. Joining me today is uh, Sinead Ryan. Uh, Sinead is a financial correspondent. You will have heard her on the airwaves and possibly read her as well in the Irish Independent. Uh, welcome aboard, Sinead.
1: Thanks very much, Jared.
0: Okay. okay. Uh, first off... Uh, in this time of COVID, can you tell me something about the emergency COVID payment? Uh, what do I need to qualify or particular qualify for it? Particularly as a freelancer, someone who's self-employed.
1: Yes, it's a good question and actually it was a really good move move by the government not just to bring in the subsidy but to immediately make it available to self-employed people Uh, because really they were always going to be the first to to be hit with work because they don't have an employer to back them up or to to struggle along for a few months and see how things go. Uh, So the payment is available, it's called the emergency pandemic payment. Uh, Now they have changed it since they introduced it, they have elongated it, so it now lasts for 12 weeks and they, they are increasing it from next week, which is early May. So the, the plan, really, for, for basics for Those who are in work, who have an employer, uh, as long as the company subsidise their wages, uh, the government will provide a wage subsidy of 85% of that person's earnings up to a maximum of 412 euros a week. Now, that's uh, called the wage subsidy. But for those who are self-employed in our freelance, there is a payment of 350 a week. That will be paid for 12 weeks. Uh, and you must be able to show, although you can apply for the payment and download the form from mywelfare.ie, they'll pay it immediately, but at some point you are going to have to provide information uh, showing that your income has stopped, and indeed you also have to apply for unemployment assistance at the same time. That's Job Seekers Allowance. So, Gerard, I think there's an awful lot of people who applied for this probably just in a panic thought, gosh, I, I don't know where I'm going to be, I'll just apply for it. But in fact, it turned out maybe they didn't lose all their income or, you know, they they maybe on a reduced income, but they're managing to cope. Now, th- those people, strictly speaking, aren't going to be entitled to this in the long run. So they may either have to pay it back um, or in any event, there will be a tax implication down the road because, you know, as self-employed people, we all pay our tax. At one stage in the year, which is the October deadline, this income of 350 a week will simply be added on to our total income for the year, whatever that may be, and taxed accordingly. So, I, I, there seems to be a narrative out there. It's like it's free money. It certainly is not. So, uh, so I think that's worth saying as well.
0: And uh, the entire process can be done online, or would I still have to apply in person for, like, the unemployment assistance? Part of the there.
1: no it's it's completely online and in fact um, they don't want you to go into the interview office now or or uh, kind of uh, present yourself anywhere at the moment so this is an emergency payment they are making it available online everything's done online it's been really fast actually and they have uh, diverted a huge number of staff to deal with these so the payments are being done efficiently and um, the, the blips in the system uh, were generated by the people applying for it with wrong PPS numbers and incorrect information. So so just be careful when you're filling out the form. Um, but it is online, it's a drop into your bank account uh, and it will be paid as I say for twelve weeks. So so definitely worth applying if you qualify for it. Uh, but just bear in mind that it's you know it will be monitored um at some point and you will need to justify the payment uh, yourself as well.
0: Moving on from that to something else, uh, there's also a mortgage moratorium. What's that? And uh,
1: Yes, so this this was when uh, Pascal donahue the Finance Minister, got together all of the major banks uh, and indeed non-bank lenders. So... Um, you know, funds that had been sold on to banks, uh, about people with mortgages and uh, put in place a mortgage moratorium. Now, I'm not a big fan of that term, I'll be honest with you, because it seems to they kind of build it as a payment holiday. Uh, It's really nothing of the sort. It's more like a payment deferral, I think, would probably the best word for it. And it means that um, if you cannot make your mortgage payments because you've lost your job or income because of COVID-19, not for any other reason, because of COVID-19, you don't have to pay your mortgage for the next three months. Now, they're currently mooting about whether to extend that to six, but no decision has been made on it yet. Uh, so, fine, that's okay. Um, if you can't it, absolutely go for it. However, bear in mind, again, uh, especially as far as the banks are concerned, there's no such thing as uh, free money either. Uh, so, what's really going to happen is those three-month payments are going to be bundled up and put either on the end of your mortgage, which will increase out the term, or you'll pay a little bit more every single month for the remainder of the term. Now, each of those has a financial implication. So you're paying interest uh, on the interest that you've had for that. So so all I would say to people is, if you absolutely need to take the moratorium, take it. But please don't take it just because it's there. It will cost you money. Now, I ran a figure on this. Um, and by the way, your bank should be giving you the figures on this. I wouldn't be taking this without knowing exactly what's in store. But for somebody suspending a payment sales of um, 1,240, okay, so that's the equivalent of about 200,000 to your mortgage, over three months, um, that's 3,720. Now, if you've got, say, 16 years left to run on your loan at 3%, that's additional interest of over 900 euros. Uh, that you're going to be paying over that term. It doesn't seem like much, but it is. Um, so, as I say, take it if you need it, but don't if you don't have to. Uh, you'd be better off not.
0: Looking forward to hopefully when your mortgage is paid off. If you're in a fortunate enough position to have one, you'd be uh, you'd have a pension. Uh, in the meantime, what should I do with pension contributions that I'm making monthly or, or yearly? <laughs>
1: I'm getting a lot of queries on this at the moment. I, I have a very benign view of pensions. Uh, I spent five years on the on the uh, pensions council, and I, this is my this is my training. I have spent 15 years in the pensions industry, so I, I tend to take a kind of a less, uh, maybe, a panicky view than than others. Um, pensions are, are long-term instruments. There's no there's no doubt about it. So, so they're not the same as the ups and downs of short-term stocks or investments or equities. Uh, they will always, always outperform the money you put into them uh, over a period of time. So that's the first thing. So don't panic. Your pension will be fine. Uh, stocks are down at the moment. Equities have plummeted. However, unless the markets have priced that in already, markets hate uncertainty. So once they knew there was a COVID pandemic, once they knew that there was a lockdown, they've actually priced in the, a return to normality at some point. So if you're, unless you're retiring in the next year. I would say forget it, ignore it, continue making your contributions if you can because, there there's no better way to turn free money. We've been talking about things that aren't free money available, but this is free money uh, because if I stood outside my house and, and asked people to throw six quid into a hat um, and handed them a tenner, uh, everybody would be queuing up to do that and that's what a pension is. You're converting every every sixty euros into a hundred euros by doing nothing, uh, and um, and it is a fantastic way of of saving. And of course, as freelancers, a lot of us. Um, may not qualify internally for the state pension, from the, for the contributory pension. Uh, so it's really incumbent on us to uh, make our own arrangements for retirement. So that's the spiel. Uh, COVID-19, it can be a little bit of low-hanging fruit because it's very easy to say, oh, I'm paying into that, I'll just stop it for a while. Now, look, if you've lost your job and you've no income coming in, I don't blame you for making that decision and that's fine. Um, however, it can be hard to rejig a pension uh in a few months time because you know it's money that that's you know you have to now consciously put back into it so where possible i would say look it onto your pension provider see if you can reduce the contribution you're making and a lot of providers will take as little as 50 quid a month Uh, in and and restore then at a later stage. If it's a thing that you're giving your pension contribution in October to meet with a tax deadline, which is what I do, which lots and lots of self-employed people do, well, you may have to make a lower contribution this year. And look, that's fine, Um, needs must, but please don't worry about what's in the fund, how much is in the fund, what's going to be there this is what fund managers do and um, and I'm not worried about pensions in fact I ran my broker recently to see could I make my pension contribution early this year because equities are low and in fact that presents an opportunity to get good value so there are swings and roundabouts when it comes to that
0: If, if I was ha- heading off on holiday this summer I mean I know a lot of people are stuck on this at the moment getting refunds from hotels or from airlines and so on how would I go about that?
1: Now, this has been uh, not uh, one of the stellar moments in um, in this whole COVID-19 crisis. In fact, airlines have pointed uh, the way towards very poor customer service, really, um, among the worst responses of any business that I've come across. Uh, and the reason is because they didn't want to do what is required of them under the law. There's a law called 2005 EU 261. It's a European law which directs that if a flight is cancelled, uh, the, the passenger who's travelling on it is entitled to a full refund, rerouting, um, or, or a, a, a different flight rescheduling. Now, what happened was that 90% of Ryanair's fleet is grounded, Erlingus similarly, just to take those two as an example, and instead of immediately offering refunds, the pair of them decided that instead they would offer vouchers for use later in the year. Now, that's all very well. There's nothing stopping them doing that. Lingus's voucher had a 10% bonus added on to it to try and encourage people not to look for refunds. Again, that's fine. However, you have to also process the refunds. That's the law. Uh, and the regulator was very, very slow uh, to come out and, and make a big statement about this, which she has now done. Uh, and the airlines uh, are beginning to process refunds now. In Ryanair's er- in case, uh, what it had said was that if you wanted your refund, which is your entitlement, you had to go on a different queue, and they would not process them until after the COVID-19 crisis. Now. Nobody knows what that means. Does that mean when there's no more cases? Does that mean in three years' time? Does it mean in two months' time? It was most unclear. So they are now beginning to process them. It's a very, very slow um, thing, and I would encourage people to stay uh, with the process, uh, keep writing to them, fill out the form that's required, uh, and then contact the regulator, which is the aviation regulator. They have a great website called flightrights.ie. Please feel free to bombard them with your complaint because it is only through regulations that uh, some of these are going to come to you. Now, that said, Dird, I do see the other side of the coin because some airlines will be out of business when all this is over. No doubt about it. Norwegian is in trouble. Stobart in trouble. Flybe has shut. Uh, and there will be, there's a wake-up. InterCity American Airlines also in trouble. Now that's not necessarily COVID-related, but COVID has been the final nail in the coffin. There's no suggestion that either Erlingus or Ryanair would be affected uh, financially. Uh, certainly, Ryanair can afford to pay all these refunds and so the They have a huge cash pile, and um, so I wouldn't be taking any nonsense from either of them. Uh, so, but the, but the wider point is that there are some airlines who were in severe trouble. with C B A and kind of reducing their, their staffing, uh, and other airlines as well. So the, the fine line is between giving everybody the refund and then an airline collapsing. And nobody wants that to happen, and that's why I think probably the regulators aren't coming out and demanding um, this kind of thing now. Anyway, the fact remains you are entitled to it and push for your refund if that's what you want. Now, when it comes to hotels and bookings and all that, and um, Again, if you've prepaid for something, for any service that cannot now happen, you are entitled to a full refund. Uh, so if you've paid money, uh, say, through Booking.com or Airbnb, and, and you can't now avail of that service, it will give you a refund. Uh, where it's a private sale, so this, this is where it gets a little bit kind of dicey. If it's something that isn't on an official airline, uh, an official kind of booker's, tour operator's website, um it may be trickier to get that, uh, and that's where you ha- you are going to have to, in the first instance, uh, contact the company, the hotel, the provider, whoever it is, and ask for a refund. Uh, they might say, "Look, we'll give you a voucher, you can use it at a later stage." That may be what you what you are left with. If you're having any problems getting money back from an organisation, not a private cell but an organisation anywhere in Europe, the very best resource is eccireland.com that's the European Consumer Centre uh, and they will follow up with the member country
0: uh, to get that for you. Christian, uh, what happens if I've got uh, if I'm in the fortunate enough position to be earning enough that I have to pay VAT, for example uh, I've got VAT payments due or uh, it's not going to be a concern for some more months as you said but you know, come October... Uh, November, I'm going to have to pay my annual income tax as well. Are there deferrals or arrangements are possible there? Uh,
1: We haven't heard of any, Jordan. That is due, of course, for a lot of people next month, 15th of May. Um, And, you know, different freelancers have different arrangements with that. Some of them have have paid every month if they're working, uh, you know, a larger uh, income and others maybe only Uh, three or four times a year so that remains payable um, on the day that it is due and of course that's going to be uh, burdensome for a great number of people Uh, in terms of income tax there haven't been any new measures put in place Uh, interestingly the uh, revenue came out and said that they were going to postpone the local property tax payments, now the people who pay by single debit authority uh, it usually comes out on the 21st of March and they've delayed that until May um, but they haven't given an indication regarding income tax, and I, I would imagine, um, that they probably won't, because their view will be that people have enough time now to, um, uh, to kind of revert to work, to restore their income uh, and and provide it. Of course, revenue would take the view that we have all been putting away the correct amount of tax and, and storing it in an account. So there, there shouldn't be any need uh, to do it. Now, you and I know that lots of self-employed people don't do it that way. Um, so uh, come October, uh, it'll be interesting to see how long COVID plays out for and the further implications on it, whether revenue will decide to get involved in that. But at the moment, it stands, uh, as it always does, I'm afraid.
0: If if there are students, do, do you have you heard anything on like third level students? What's going to happen? Uh, in theory, of course, we have uh, we don't have fees for a third level education anymore. But <laughs> there are administrative fees that show up. Plus, there's uh, issues with accommodation and so on. Do you know if any work's been done on that yet? I mean, I'm seeing. Just taking it at the very basic level, you'll have a stream of first years, presumably, who will be entering in, and final years who haven't left yet. That's going to cause a crunch in uh, student accommodation and dormitories, e- even forgetting about issues of uh, payments that have been made and when they're... Uh, do they have to be made again next year? Do you know if there's been much thought put into that yet? Yeah, but the
1: colleges have been kind of scrambling a bit on this because their focus up to now is on getting... Uh, their, their current crop through their final year exams. Uh, and in the case of, of those coming to the end, graduating them. And they've had to move really everything online. They've had to change in-class in exams for online open book ones. Uh, and, and that is really um, taking up all their time. Now, most of them have closed their halls of residence. So um, the student accommodation that was on campus in a lot of cases is now vacant. Um, now, whether that will be appropriated uh, and that always remains a possibility by the government to help house or isolate, you know, self-isolate people who may not have accommodation, uh, may, may yet happen. Uh, I, my gut instinct is that the college term will not start in September. And I think that the deferral of the uh, leaving certificate to the end of June, uh, the end of July, beginning of August, will have a further impact because all those papers have to be corrected, the CAO has to do with paying the points have to be allocated, all that kind of stuff. And and that conceivably will take longer than the rest of uh, August. Uh, so uh, we don't quite know uh, what's going to happen, um, uh, what is of interest, is that the SUSE grant system has just reopened for the 2020-21 academic year. Already in the first couple of days of that, 10,000 students have applied for a grant. Uh, And I would encourage anybody uh, who is planning on going to college this year to do so. Uh, While the SUSE grant is means-tested, the means that they use are actually quite broad. Uh, it's not like the one they use for social protection for instance for job seekers, it's much broader than that and the household income can be actually reasonably high uh, and you can still qualify for a grant, you do not need to have done the meeting cert, you do not need to know your points, you do not need to know your college or your course, you can apply for it while you're waiting on all that stuff to happen. Uh, so it's a really good time it does operate on a first come first serve basis so I would kind of say to everybody it's online anyway susie.ie go and apply for it the worst that's going to happen is they're going to say no you're not eligible but at least you're in the system
0: and I.IE
1: susi.ie I.IE Susie. And it really, really is a good system now. And um, it is, I, I would say to people, though, certainly those parents out there with students, it is the student who applies, not Manny or Tassidy, okay? So it's the student's PPS number. This is where people come across or they put in their parents. The parents apply for them, you know, and put in their own PPS number. It's the student's PPS number, but the parents will be expected to provide financial information, either a P60 or a set of accounts. Uh, for self employed people, uh, which show that, that the household income is lower than the qualification rate. But if you hop onto the website, it shows you all those. It shows you the broad criteria, um, the the household income, and the thresholds, and what you can get. The grant itself there's two types of grant. The first is to pay for the fees. We don't call them fees, Jared, as you said, but they're fees to the rest of us. So, 3, 000, the student contribution is 3000 a year. So, you either get 50% or 100% of that paid. Uh, And then there's a second grant, which is called a maintenance grant. And this is for students who live more than 45 kilometres from the college that they plan to attend. And um, it it is generally just a kind of a a monthly income that they give them, grant kind of pay for things like uh, transport and a bit of shopping and uh, books and things like that. It certainly will not cover uh, anything like rent uh, or any of the expensive stuff. So there is a bit of suck and see about what's going to happen with college and university entrance. I'd be inclined to sit back and just wait because everybody's going to be in the same boat. So when everything reopens again, everybody's going to be looking for accommodation, applying for courses, Buying their supplies, uh, and I, I'm not sure there's anything usefully that can be done now except apply for that
0: grant. Uh, it? I think that's it. Thanks very much for your time, and uh, it's good to talk to you.
1: And you too, Gerard. And listen, I wish the best to all freelancers out there. and one myself. I know exactly what it feels like. We all have had our income cut, gigs cancelled, and, uh, and our work is down. So it's going to be a tough year. But do you know what I also know? Self-employed people are probably among the most resilient uh, in the marketplace. They're used to looking for new work, for presenting themselves every Monday morning uh, with no work and then start uh, designing their week around that uh, and I've no doubt that we are the group that will that will uh, be most resilient uh, when all things come back to normal.
0: That's a good thought to end on. Thank you very much. That's great. Thanks, George. No problem. Thank you very much.